Hello. Welcome to ListCast. Where the best things in the world come to be judged. With your host, Adam Todd Brown. Hey everybody, welcome to ListCast. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. This is a competitive list-making show. Super competitive. And I feel like I'm not... (laughs) I'm not the most prepared today because I don't have stacks and stacks of notes <laughs> like my guests. Uh, first time guest, Heather Maruli. Hi. Hello. Thank Adam. you so much for doing the show. Uh, no problem. And Nadav Fleischer. Hello. You've been on you've been on the main podcast yeah, before. Have, have you I've done Listcast before? Uh, I debated the death penalty with someone. I don't know if that was oh, Listcast or something. That else. was Fightcast. Oh, Fightcast. So uh, we're talking about the crazy. I. I really struggled with how to title this episode like should i just call it the best serial killers right. or the funnest serial killers so we're going with i don't know craziest most insane most insane serial killers Which, well i took that very seriously most insane as did i yeah i, 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 I would argue that i did people who i believe are criminally insane yeah because there are other serial killers who maybe aren't you can't say they're insane really right. can you yeah well, i would say i would the, argue I that i don't know the thing is like a lot of serial killers cuz i know you picked albert fish and they purposely uh, tried <laughs> him criminally sane so that they could give him the death penalty sure ah. otherwise if he was criminally insane they couldn't kill him right good point that's true but he <laughs> yeah. definitely was not oh well. no he wasn't insane at all he, he was not well so I will, uh, I'll go through the rules quick for anyone who's listening for the first time and for Heather and Adav who are doing the show for the first time. We each brought five picks for craziest serial killer of all time. And we're going to go through those picks one at a time and explain why we picked that person and why we think they belong on a list of the five best serial killers ever. After we all go through our picks, that'll bring us to a list of 15. That's way too fucking many. Mm-hmm. So then we each take turns cutting two picks from the list you don't have to cut your own you can cut other people's or you can cut your own it's up to you the the world is your oyster as it were and after that that'll bring us down to a list nine and then someone in the audience gets to save one of the picks and we need to have them uh comment a word at us what word should we do first person to comment the word murder let's do murder yeah I usually do this before the show, but I did not this time. So, come on. Who's it going to be? Let's let Mike Volume do it, because Radio... Rabid Radioactive Raccoons did it last week. Mike Volume, you are uh, doing our save, and Radioactive Rabid Raccoons gets to do it if Mike Volume dies during the course Uh of this recording. There could be a serial killer loose right now. Yeah. And, and it happens. Well, actually, what the is the statistic killer. on how many active serial killers there are in the United States? It's That's like, the thing. Is, it's like 200 or something. Yeah, it's a lot. That's a lot. <laughs> but I think it's easier if you focus on killing people nobody are, is going to look for. That's Amen true. to that. That's, that's what a, most a lot killers, of serial killers did. That's what they yeah. go for. Yeah. Man, I, I know too much about this. <laughs> so after, <laughs> after Mike Volume <laughs> does the save, he... Uh, uh, after he does the save, that brings us to a list of 10. Then we let the audience vote on the top five. And whoever wins, if you want to, you get to take home this Whoa. stupid trophy. We have a whole bunch of them, so feel free. And that's also just if you win. Because Whoa. here's the thing, I win quite a bit. Because <laughs> I do this show twice a month, right. and I'm good at it. But I feel like I'm not going to win this week. 
Just foreshadowing notes. alert. Oh, really? I feel like, well, okay. I might. <laughs> I, have some, I have some shit on my list, yeah. that's for sure. So we should get into it. Who wants to go first? Do you want me to go first? Yeah, go for sure. it. Sure. I'll go first. My first pick, here's the thing. This is one that will probably get cut solely because, in theory, this killer does not really exist. The FBI has never acknowledged the existence of the smiley face killer. And what's fascinating about the smiley face killer is the victims. If this is a real thing, the smiley face killer exclusively kills college-age white males. And how fucking refreshing is yeah, that it's probably for the best yeah <laughs> and it's it's one of these there's these two retired cops from new york they did a whole uh investigation discovery series about it but basically there's all these instances of college-age white males ending up drown in rivers in the midwest and what happens is they'll they'll leave a bar late at night usually it's them getting yeah. kicked out of a bar right and then they turn up dead in the water and at a bunch of these different spots where they've found these bodies, they've also found a smiley face in spray paint somewhere near the body. The FBI has not confirmed that the smiley face killer is a real thing, but it feels like a real thing. Do you think it's just like a rival fraternity who took the like rivalry too far? I like to think it's a woman or a bunch of women. A rival sorority, <laughs> if a you bunch will. Of women. The Title IX killer. <laughs> oh my God. Like I, 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 I don't, I don't know who it is, but it's a fascinating story. And the two, these two detectives really fucking believe it. And there is at least one case where the the kid in Minneapolis, I can't remember his name, but he was definitely murdered. Like, he are didn't, all of the killings in Minnesota? They're not all in Minnesota. A lot of them are in Wisconsin. Okay, so this is definitely a Midwest. When uh, when was this all? The, like the two thousands. Oh wow! Right. Yeah, okay. yeah. If you Google it, there's there's a lot of uh, write ups about it, and it's a crazy fucking story. I mean, I feel like they must have been lured into the river because I don't know how many guys just go like, oh, I got kicked out of a bar. Better go to the river. Well, the the kid in Minneapolis, they think he maybe was. There's this like series of tunnels by the river he was found in, and people sometimes go party. In there, oh, and they yeah, think maybe he went good. to a party there. <laughs> right, sounds safe. Well, yeah, yeah, tunnel party. It sounds <laughs> like something I'd love in college, so I get it. Yeah, I definitely would have been a victim. And they don't know if maybe he got murdered down there, but it's a weird fucking case, and it's one of my favorite cases. It's just they've never, they haven't caught anyone, and they haven't ever right. officially acknowledged it. So it'll probably get cut, but that's fine. I just want people to know. It's like a like a good indie band that I want people to like get on the the smiley face killers now yeah. before it's like really fucking famous and everyone's like, oh yeah, I fucking love the smiley. Face. You can be like, I fucking liked them before it was popular. That's all. All right, Nadav, what's your first pick? My first is Carl uh, Panzram, who is. Basically, an American tall tale of sodomy. He's like Johnny Appleseed, uh, just a traveling murder rapist. He killed over twenty. He killed twenty-one men and definitely raped over a thousand. His story is that he was born to some dirt farmers and by thirteen just left school. Dirt farmers. Yeah, like they basically they just had a really bad farm. Okay. And they just struggled, and most of their farm was just dirt. <laughs> so they were very poor uh, and abusive, and he just left at 13, got on the railroads, and just became a traveling hobo. Uh, when he was 14, 
he was gang raped by four hobos and that sort of instilled in him his lifelong philosophy of might makes right. Interesting. Yeah. He had various aliases and was a career criminal going around robbing people, taking jobs where he could fight. He was, you know, a strike breaker. He was a scab. Uh, just anything he could do to fight uh, was in and out of prison and was sentenced to Fort Leavenworth after enlisting in the army and then trying to steal from the army. So he was sentenced to a military prison. After he got out, he Howard Taft is the person who signed off on his sentence, former president at the right. time and secretary of state. So he goes to Howard Taft's New Haven estate and robs him of $40,000 of jewelry and then steals his automatic Colt 45 handgun, which he then uses to go on a killing spree. Nice. Right? With Howard Taft's gun. He uses the money to buy a yacht. He lures some sailors to his yacht under the pretense of getting work, going traveling, so they bring all their belongings. He gets them drunk, rapes them, kills them with, with Howard Taft's gun. Jesus. Throws them overboard. He did that to 10 sailors over the span of two weeks. That's such an elaborate crime. Did he buy the boat just to do that? Yeah. Wow. He had a thing with yachts. Like, yachts kind of keep coming (laughs) up. Uh, After that, his boat runs adrift, uh, and he goes to prison for possession of a loaded handgun and burglary, gets out of prison, and then, I wrote here in all caps, Panzram goes to Africa. (laughs) Hitches on a boat to Africa, works on as a foreman of an oil rig in Angola, which he then burnt down, like, for fun. Sure, yeah. Just for fun. Uh, While he was in Africa, he raped and murdered an 11-year-old boy. In his confession, he wrote, his brains were coming out of his ears when I left him, and he will never be any deader. I mean, I don't know if I agree with that. He's going to (laughs) get more dead as time goes on. He will rot. That's pretty fucking horrifying. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, He then hired a boat with six slaves as rowers. He shot them all with a German Luger and threw their bodies overboard to the crocodiles. At one point, he was in prison and he constructed a 30-foot ladder out of gardening supplies to escape, which broke when he was nearly at the top, physically crippling him. Like This guy, by the way, was six feet tall, tattooed, muscular from just years of hard labor in prison. He gets arrested for stealing a radio and then just confesses to three murders. Nice. Because he knows his time's almost up. Yeah. Uh, He's in prison, and he says, I will kill the first man that bothers me. (laughs) So they put him in a solitary job in laundry when he then proceeds to beat the laundry foreman to death with an iron bar. Then they sentence him to death because of that. Yeah. Uh, While he's in solitary confinement... He comes up with some really fun plans like poisoning a town's water supply with arsenic and had this elaborate plan as well to uh, because he was a pretty intelligent guy and a good writer. Uh Uh, He had this plan to steal an army uniform, row out to a boat, an English boat, because England and America had high tensions at the time, roll out, row out to their boat leave some explosives by the boat, row away with an American flag on his boat just very conspicuously, sink that boat and start a war with America and England. Jesus. He was just like planning some supervillain shit. Yeah, that's a good pick. Heather, what's your first pick? Uh, My first pick is H.H. Holmes. I'm familiar. Yeah, so so he confessed to 27... Ooh. Killings. That's a lot. Uh, except he uh, had claimed that he killed up to 200, though that's not uh, 
proven here. Um, that that was sort of like spread. Is he the one who had the the yeah. murder house? Yep. Yeah. Well, yeah, but he didn't murder anybody in it. I don't believe. I think he was using it for like insurance schemes because he was like a like a lifelong con artist. And then here's where it gets interesting. Uh, so he was friends with a guy named Benjamin Peitzel. And this guy was a carpenter, um, and Holmes basically was in cahoots with this guy for the insurance scams. Uh-huh. And then eventually, Holmes kills Peitzel and uses him to get like $10,000 in insurance. Well, of course. That's <laughs> what you get. Yeah. Uh, so that was that was the murder that he ended up being convicted of later on. So he was put on trial for that murder in October 1895, and he was found guilty and sentenced to death. Um, and he had also killed this guy's uh, children. Whew. How did that? Did he just confess to the other murders at that time? Well, it says following con- his conviction, Holmes confessed to 27 murders in Chicago, Indianapolis, and Toronto. Wow. So, Although couldn't kill is, anyone on, between Indianapolis and Toronto. This is where he. Oh, did he also murder the original owners of the drugstore? Hmm. I think. Yeah. In there, the, there is something about a drugstore in here. In the comments, Mega Diptis. Is that how you pronounce that? Probably. Mega <laughs> Dipts, uh said, "Didn't he also murder the original owners of the drugstore and then continue to run the store?" That's a wacky detail if he I did. I mean, it, and, it doesn't say that in here specifically. Speaking of fun details, Matthew Duff says he had a room in his house with no windows, and the only way in was through the ceiling, that he would throw people in and let them starve <laughs> to death. Fun, yeah. fun guy. I yeah, know he yeah, also yeah. had a furnace in his basement just for cremating bodies. I yeah, well, I don't know if, if he had like this a little dungeon detailed. Yeah, no, there were just there there were hidden rooms, passages, all sorts of things. So yeah, it was definitely it's so cool. Amazing. That's a good pick. My next pick, I'm gonna go with the DC snipers, and that was John Allen Muhammad and Lee Boyd Malvo. And the thing I loved about the DC snipers, uh, it was one of the first. Like, they're one of those few serial killers where when they did something, you knew right away. Like, it wasn't, uh, oh, we found one body, and after weeks and weeks of investigation, now we've found other bodies, and they've confessed to other things. Their murders happened, and then if you were watching TV, motherfuckers would cut in and be like, holy shit, guess what just happened? And they were, does either of you, do either of you remember these two? Vaguely. Oh yeah, definitely. I remember it on the news. Yeah, but. yeah, they well, were. Wasn't the older guy executed already? Uh, or no, I don't believe either of them were executed. He might have been murdered I'm in jail. It seems up. like that would have been quick for the trial to run its course. But when they were they were active in the D.C. area, and it was just so terrifying because you could be like pumping gas and just right. you would get shot. Or you would be at Home Depot and you would get shot. They were just shooting random people with no rhyme or reason to it. And it was, there's never really been a serial killer experience like that. I just, I like that real time aspect of of it. That wasn't, you didn't get that with any other serial killers. A lot of panache on their part. I like that. And I... I remember every time it would cut in, like it was always something tragic that had happened. So you'd be like, oh man, this this sucks. But also it was kind of (laughs) like, oh, what happened now? And I remember just like getting excited every time. And then they cut in on an NFL playoff game. (laughs) And I was like, these motherfuckers must be caught. God damn it. Because I like football is all. 
Jesus Christ. Uh, the DC Snappers, <laughs> that's my pick. Nadav, who do you got next? Hold on, real quick. I think vaguely remember something about the DC Snipers. Uh, didn't they have a cool setup where they were in like the trunk of the car, but laying out? They sure the did. They, they modified right. the back of a car to yeah, make it like a sniper's den. All right, so my last pick, Panzram. I picked him because he had a crazy-ass story. This guy is probably the most fucking cuckoo bananas person on my list. Uh, Richard Chase. Oh, right. Who was Richard Chase? He was a serial killer active in Sacramento. He was called the Vampire of Sacramento because he drank his victim's blood and cannibalized their remains. That's gross. Yep. He had severe hypochondria and schizophrenia. He left his mom's house because he was convinced she was poisoning him. Of uh, course. All of his roommates tried to get him to leave because he kept being high and drunk and naked all the time. And uh, he wouldn't. So they left. At that point, he started capturing and killing small animals, disemboweling them, and eating them raw. At some points, he would put their organs in a blender and mix it with Coca-Cola into a fun little flesh slushy. Uh, 1977, he killed his first victim, Ambrose Griffin, in a drive-by shooting. The killing wasn't the thing for him. It was a thing he just wanted to get over with. It was what he did to the bodies after. So did he shoot someone in a drive-by shooting and then go grab the body and put it in his car? No, he left. I think for him that was like a test because he starts with animals. He kills a person to see if he has it in him. Yeah. It escalates. 1978, he broke into Teresa Wallen's home and shot her three times. He had sex with her corpse while stabbing her with a butcher knife. He removed her organs, cut off one of her nipples, and drank her blood. No. He went outside and grabbed Mm -mm. dog poo from the front yard, which he stuffed in her mouth before leaving. (gasps) That's the worst part. It's the worst detail. Hold on. There's one more detail. Okay. She was three months pregnant. No. The dog poop is still the worst part. (laughs) That's horrifying. Just a few days later, he broke into Evelyn Moroth's home. He shot her friend Danny Meredith, then shot Moroth then shot her six-year-old son, and then her 22-year-old, uh, 22-month-old nephew. He then engaged in acts of necrophilia and oh, no. cannibalism on her corpse. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> Authorities went into his home. They found a 12-inch butcher knife, rubber boots, animal collars, three blenders full of blood, and several dishes inside the refrigerator containing body parts. A calendar was found in his ap- apartment, containing the word today marked on the dates of the Wallen and Maroth murders. They also found a mummified, decapitated baby in a box outside a vacant lot, and they determined that that was Evelyn Maroth's nephew. Ah. He was then sentenced to death, but killed himself by ODing on prescription antidepressants. That's a good pick. Heather, what's your next pick? Wow, I feel like my next one will not be as insane. It's an old classic, Jack the Ripper. Uh... Jack the Ripper's pretty insane. (laughs) So the five victims were, you know, women who were prostitutes. Uh, So that's part of the... (laughs) Weird. Prostitutes getting murdered? Come on. Yeah, well, you know, I've I've been, like, reading about Jack the Ripper and, like, watching specials on this since I was a little kid. And I would, like, Uh scare the shit out of myself, like, thinking about this, even though, like, it would never make any sense that something like this would happen to me. So um, in theory, when the police were investigating this, they thought it had... It had to be somebody who had knowledge of anatomy because the right. women, uh, they would find their bodies usually with their uh, their throat slit, basically from ear to ear. And then their abdomen would be cut open and their organs would be removed in some fashion or rearranged or their intestines would be over here or like, right. you know, stuff like that. Um, so but they think that uh, Mary Kelly was the last victim and that something happened to the killer that he either 
uh, died or was imprisoned or left England. So we don't quite know who he was, yeah. but it, it 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 is a legendary killer. Obviously, it is. And it, you it's, know, it's carried on this long. Oh man! Like, and have you ever seen the the police photos? Those are creepy as fuck of the bodies. No, but yeah. I'm gonna look them up after this. Yeah, well, here's one right here. If you like, I mean, this is like so creepy. Isn't that fucked up? Oh no! Don't look at it. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's bad times. Yeah, guys, don't Google that. If you Google. Jack the Ripper crime scene Look, photos. If people Don't are listening Google to that. this, they're gonna Google Don't it. Don't Google that. So my next pick is uh, one of the most fascinating serial killer stories to me, and that is Edward Wayne Edwards. Don't like it. Uh, Don't like the first name, last name. name thing. There's a documentary about him on Investigation Discovery right now, and the crazy thing about Edward Wayne Edwards is these are some of the crimes that this one cop thinks he might have committed. He thinks he might be the Zodiac Killer. He thinks he might be the Atlanta child oh, murderer. Okay. He thinks he might have killed John <laughs> Benet Ramsey. He thinks he might have killed Jimmy Hoffa. Here's the thing. That would make things so easy. Though. If that documentary had just about just been about this guy being the Zodiac killer, right? I'm I'm on board. I absolutely think Edward Wayne Edwards is the Zodiac killer. I also really? I also think he's the Atlanta child murderer. If you watch the documentary, okay. it it all lines up really perfectly hmm. with him having done both of those. Because with the Atlanta child murderer, that guy confessed to two murders. And there were like 25 kids that got murdered. And one of the things they were saying at the time was there was a guy, they think it might have been a dude posing as a cop. And oh. Edward Wayne Edwards, one, lived in the area at the time. Well, uh, didn't the Zodiac pose as a cop yes, once? Yes, exactly. When he knocked on the a window of like a couple making out, I think? Was yeah. he in a cop uniform? Yeah, he did. He posed as a cop once also. Yeah. And the Zodiac Killer sent a lot of letters. They actually got a Zodiac Killer letter during the Atlanta Child Murders, oh. which didn't get talked about a lot. Wow. He lived in the area of the Atlanta child murders at the time and when he uh he had a house that I believe there was a fire and when they went in to put this fire out they found a Georgia police officer uniform in his house interesting and he uh the Jimmy Hoffa thing is really compelling he was cellmates with Jimmy Hoffa at one point Jimmy Hoffa got him a job with the Teamsters Union when he got out of prison and he was right there for all of the events that happened leading up to Jimmy Hoffa disappearing. So there's no evidence, but Jimmy Hoffa was in the company of a serial killer constantly right before he went missing. So it sounds crazy, but watch the documentary. Like this guy's been, he's put tons and tons of research into it. And especially with the Zodiac Killer, it's not that wild to say, oh, this guy might have been it because we've never caught the Zodiac Killer. We don't know who it was. And I think... I think they make a very compelling case that Edward Wayne Edwards was at least the Zodiac killer and the Atlanta child murderer and probably killed Jimmy Hoffa. It gets a little weirder when they get into like John Benet Ramsey and Teresa Hallbach and all these other crimes that this guy tries to pin on him. But there is a scene in Making a Murderer where there's someone like just a bystander in the courtroom and it really fucking looks like this guy. <laughs> But he was okay. finally... He's his, like Forrest Gump. His daughter finally, basically, finally turned him in 
because a uh, he had committed this crime in Wisconsin where Teresa Halbach mm-hmm. was murdered uh, because he was living there at one point. And uh, this reporter did this like investigative report and his daughter finally contacted this reporter and was like, I think my dad did it. Wow. And it was him. And the documentary about him on Investigation Discovery, it's so frustrating because it ends with they have his DNA and the San Francisco PD has the Zodiac Killer's DNA. And the guy making this documentary is like, will you two just compare this DNA? And they never do it. What? Like he turns it over to this lawyer and this lawyer's like, yeah, I'm going to get it to the San Francisco PD. And the guy just stops taking his phone calls, stops returning his call. It's so fucking creepy illuminati i well like not illuminati but how like is it really that crazy that police would not want after all these years to be like yeah we let this guy commit millions not millions but like so many fucking murders across the country he's firing off letters all the time and we couldn't catch him and now we finally like they're not gonna fucking admit it now that would be that would be crazy so Edward Wayne Edwards, everyone go out and uh, watch wow. that documentary. That's interesting. <laughs> uh, Nadav, what's your next pick? My next pick is Fritz Harman. I don't know who this is. He is a German serial killer who was active uh, mostly post-World uh, War One. So what he'd end up doing is he'd get some young boys anywhere between 10 and 22, but most of them in their mid to late teens, lure them in with promises of work. Then he would, his preferred murder method was strangling them but while strangling them biting through their throats okay yeah now, some of the deaths were <laughs> asphyxiation but most of them were him biting through their adam's apple oh, and no. into their trachea Ooh. biting straight through their tracheas mm. and when i read that comment i was like yes this is my pick yeah that's fucking nuts it's pretty hardcore uh he was executed by guillotine that's fun that is fun I wouldn't mind going that way if I ever have to get executed. Right. Guillotine? Yeah. Uh, sure. I mean... Yeah, well, I mean, I think you remain a, a conscious for a few seconds. Exactly. Yeah. That's why. Like, you're, uh, you can kind of, like, blink. I want my head to be in that basket and be like, whoa. Just being like, oh, fuck. I can still fix this. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good pick. Heather, what's oh, your next boy. pick? Oh, mine is uh, little known Pedro Lopez. Well, I mean, he's not known in the United States, no, he's, but he killed in South America. Like so a he lot. Killed, yeah. yeah. He was convicted of killing 110 girls. Yeah, that's, that's a lot. He says yeah. he, he claims he killed up to 300, which is very well possible. Well, the thing about pretty much every other country, if you get convicted of murder, they're like, all right, you're going to prison for 18 years. <laughs> no, he went to prison for, yeah, 16 years. Yeah. Yeah, and he, yeah. But he got out after 14. There's a lot of That's stories like this in South and Central there. America. Yeah. South America scares me. They for, have a lot of really yeah. prolific serial killers. Oh, down sure. There. So uh, Lopez became known as the monster of the Andes in 1980 when he led police to 53 graves in Ecuador. All the victims were girls aged 9 to 12 years old. God, that's so sad. Um, in 1983, he was found guilty of the murder of 110 gr- girls in Ecuador. Further confessed to an additional 240 murders in Peru and Colombia. Uh, subsequently, his mother caught him fondling his younger sister in 1957 when she was 8 years old, and she evicted him from the family home. At 18, he stole cars for a living and sold the cars to local chop shops. Uh, this... Uh, led to him getting caught by authorities later on in his life. It says during his incarceration, he claimed that he was brutally gang raped in prison and that he hunted down his rapists and killed them all while still incarcerated. Yeah. Did yeah. he though? That's, 
We did is that an, verified? We did an episode. Can of, you imagine what prison in South America is like? We did an episode <laughs> of the Pretty Scary podcast called The Olympics of Murder. And it was just about all the different serial killers around the world. I remember this guy. He was yeah. He had a rough childhood, but also so did a lot of motherfuckers yeah. who didn't kill three hundred. Sure, women. Yep. yeah. Oh my god, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, so it says Lopez said after his jail term, he started murdering young girls in Peru. He claimed by 1978 he had killed over 100 of them, and that he'd been caught by a native tribe who was preparing to execute him. When an American Christian missionary intervened and persuaded them to hand him over to the state yeah, police. I remember The police that. soon released him. He said that he moved to Colombia and later Ecuador, killing about three girls a week. Lopez said, I like the girls in Ecuador. They're more gentle and trusting and more innocent. How fucked up oh, is that? I think it's fucked up. Where's that Dakota? on Ecuador's tourism shit? <laughs> <Right>? But <laughs> the, the, the Christian missionary fucked it all up. They were going to give him the old tribal yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> don't yeah. you think? Yeah. That, it's, it's they could have prevented more murder. Maybe. Damn. Yeah. That's, that's a good pick. My uh, next to last pick is Lonnie David Franklin Uh-oh, Jr. I, this is a great pick. Go better on. known <laughs> as the Grim Sleeper. Los Angeles' own The Grim Sleeper. Yeah. This dude killed probably hundreds and hundreds of women. Well, I don't know how many. They're not sure. Yeah, they don't know because he just kind of operated unchecked in Los Angeles for years and years and years. He had great covers. Yeah. Yeah. He was was killing prostitutes Mm -hmm. mostly and crack addicts. Yeah, crack addicts. And it was just this perfect storm of him killing the right kind of victims and him being in an area where the police just sort of yep. don't investigate crimes that hard. South Los Angeles. Yeah, yeah, South Central LA. And he just got away with it for years and years. And the, I think the worst part is it took them, it took the police a long time to tell that community that there was a serial yep. killer operating there. Oh. So he just, he stopped for a while and then yeah. started again. Well, and I believe they, the LAPD knew on record they had a serial killer in the area by 1985, 1986. Right. And they didn't publicly say that until like the early 2000s. Yeah. Or, yeah. So what he would do, his MO was to go like to where like prostitutes were on the street and like offer them a rock. And then like they would yeah. go to places like the snooty Ho- motel, the snooty Fox motel. Do you know where that is? I do not. Oh, it's this uh, lovely pay by the hour motel in <laughs> South LA. Nice. And one of the things he would do is he would take a picture of every woman he would like, yes. hang out with. And, and the police still haven't identified yeah, all those and women. And if you in the go pictures. on the LAPD website, they have the unidentified uh, pictures of these women. And they, they're asking people to call in if they right. know. Um, so some of the are. women are fine. Like they've called sure, in some and women been like, have called in, yeah. yeah, he just took my picture. And right. some of the women he murdered. Right. Right. So it wasn't every single woman. It was just sometimes. No, he didn't kill all of them. Yeah. Um, he I don't killed know a what lot. His, he though. did kill a lot. Like that, I don't know kill... what the official number is. Right. But, uh, the... but I think they got him on how many did they convict him of? Nine, I think. Yeah, it was somewhere between nine and 11. Not as many as he probably got. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah right. He certainly killed way more than that. So, yeah, that is. Uh, that's my watch the documentary though. Next to last pick, really, yeah, it's Tales on HBO, Tales of the Grim Sleeper on HBO. It's really, really yeah, fucking good. Really good. 
Nadav, All what's right. your next pick? I've got a tag team duo. It's Leonard Lake and Charles Ng. Tag team back again. Yeah. <laughs> so they were a serial killer duo. They would uh, kidnap women and torture them, rape them, and kill them. And a lot of the interviews, a lot of what they did is caught on camera. Yeah, because, it's uh, really creepy. He uh, said, here's a quote from one of the videos is, uh, what I want is an off-the-shelf sex partner. I want to use a woman whenever and however I want. When I'm tired or bored or not interested, I want to lock her in a room, a slave. There's no way around it. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I like, the, I like the way Charles Ng was caught. Yes. Oh, I'll get to that. Um, so what they did is they built like the cinder block dungeon, a mm. sex dungeon. Mm. Uh, mm-hmm. They would... <laughs> Sex dungeon. Sex dungeon. They would um, basically ask them to cooperate, let them do whatever they wanted to them, make them cook and clean for them. Mm. And if they struggled, he would, quote, tie them down, rape them, shoot them, and bury them. Charles Ng once told a victim, you can cry like the rest of them, but it won't do you any good. We're pretty cold-hearted. See, then I'd be like, are you? Because if you were that cold-hearted, you wouldn't have to say it. Fair. And then I'd get stabbed in the throat. (laughs) A lot of the wow. fucked up shit they said on video is like just so casual. Yeah. Like they're just of course. having a regular conversation. Uh, wow. I printed out some rules they had for the women, for their slaves. Uh, rule one, I must always be ready to service my master. I must be clean, brushed, and made up within my cell neat. Sounds must, good so far. Right? Uh, two, I must sounds, never, sounds like Airbnb rules. I must never speak unless spoken to. Unless in bed, I must never look my master in the eye, but must keep my eyes downcast. Three, I must never show my disrespect either verbally or silent. I must never cross my arms or legs in front of my body or clench my fists, and unless eating, must always keep my lips parted. Number four. I must Mm, be obediently, (laughs) completely, and in all things, I must obey immediately and without question or or comment. Uh, Almost five, I must always be quiet when locked in my cell. And uh, number six is basically there might be more rules. He also had a silenced handgun, which uh, was illegal in California and is illegal in California. So... They caught them. Leonard Lake killed himself because he had a cyanide capsule uh, in a hollowed out tooth because he's he a was fucking just, asshole. He just <laughs> kept it in his tooth yeah. all the time. And how just, did he have a hollowed fuck. out tooth? Because he was an <laughs> asshole doomsday prepper. That's amazing. Oh, wow. And uh, Charleston still on death row in San Quentin. Yeah. That's no. a good pick. Yeah. Wow. Heather. I don't know what to say about that. Uh, oh, here, I've got one that might top that. Lady Elizabeth Bathory. Actually, Countess. <laughs> she was a countess, okay? Uh, so this, she was a Hungarian uh, noblewoman who is cited uh, by the Guinness Book of World Records as the most prolific female killer of all time. So this is the woman who classically you may have heard of in history who uh, killed young Mm -hmm. women and uh, bathed and drank their blood in order to remain youthful. Uh, Did it work? (laughs) No. (laughs) No, 
no. That's um, too bad. But she she was caught, um, uh, thankfully. Um, according to the testimonies, Bathory's initial victims were serving girls who were aged 10 to 14 years, the daughters of local peasants. There's another common thread. Mm-hmm. Many of whom were lured to the castle by offers of well-paid work as maids and servants in the castle. Later, she is said to have begun to kill daughters of the lesser gentry who were sent to her by their parents to learn courtly etiquette. Um, According to the Budapest archives, the girls were burned with hot tongs and then placed in freezing cold water. They were also covered in honey and live ants. Jeez. Yeah. Elizabeth is also suspected of uh, cannibalism. That's insane. Uh, It was said that Thurzo, um, the investigator, went to the castle after Christmas on December 30th, 1610, and caught Bathory in the act. Uh, Thurzo arrested Bathory and four of her servants who were accused of being her accomplices. I guess they were probably groomed into it, you know? Yeah, you would think, yeah. Well, I, yeah. Unless you just put it in the job. Listing. Yeah, Thurzo's men reportedly found one girl dead and one dying and reported another woman was found wounded while others were locked up. And then she was put under house arrest. And then later on, there was um, a trial. Dozens <laughs> of witnesses and survivors, sometimes up to 35 a day, testified. All but one of the countess's servants testified against her. In addition to the testimony, the court also examined skeletons and cadaver parts found as evidence. Uh, so... Uh, the exact number of victims she had is unknown. Uh, they believe it was somewhere over 50. Um, but it says there is a book that she kept of a list of her victims, and it had over 650 names in it. My last pick is Joseph James D'Angelo. Wow. Also known as the Golden State. This is a big one. Killer. Mm-hmm. The Golden State Killer, uh, if it weren't for everyone sending off their DNA to 23 and me mm-hmm. would probably have never been caught because that's that's what it took to catch yeah. him. They had to run his DNA through a database uh, of just random people who'd sent DNA in. And that's how they finally traced him down to like his daughter or something like that. But the Golden State Killer, his crimes were so fucking intense and they just kept leveling up. And the stories about him are like the the way he committed his crimes, like the the thing where he would put plates yeah. on the husband or boyfriend's back and be like, if I hear those plates jiggle, I'm going to fucking come in and murder you. And the craziest story about him uh, of all the crazy stories, at one point when he was just operating as a rapist and hadn't murdered anyone yet, there was this like big public town hall meeting about mm-hmm. the serial killer. Yeah. This and story. the Golden State Killer was also a cop, which was, I think, a lot of yeah. how he was able to get away. And there's this story right. where this guy goes to one, this town hall meeting and is like, well, mm-hmm. I, th- I think a lot of these women, like the reason they're getting raped is that they're home alone. Like this guy's obviously not going to rape a woman while her oh, husband's home. God. And then oh. a few months later, he raped that guy's wife while he was, while he was yeah. home. And then from then on was just like, oh, I like that better. That's so much more fun. And then it eventually turned into murder. And then he got here and just started fucking murdering people left and right. Uh, or not here. But uh, where did he move to? Because he moved to a few it different was in, like, the Ventura County area for a bit. Was it in yeah. Sacramento for a little bit? Yeah. Oh, yeah, in that he was area? Up and down California. Yeah. Yeah. 
And just the the way he got caught is so fascinating to me. Uh, is a relative that did the... Well, yeah, someone had sent one of his relatives, mm. like distant relatives, I think, had sent their DNA to one of these like 23andMe sites. Mm-hmm. And the police ran his DNA through it and got this partial match. So they just went to that person and started following that person. Like they made a big family tree of their own, basically, to catch this guy. And then it came down to two people and they finally figured out that it was this guy. And he's just now, like, he just now got arrested. So. Yeah. yeah, just a few yeah. months ago. Yeah. yeah. Nadav, who do you got last? We're going to the Soviet Union. This guy is uh, Andre Chikatilo. He basically could only reach sexual arousal and orgasm through stabbing and slashing women and children to death. He lured 17-year-old Larissa Tkachenko into a forest, threw her down on the ground, tore her clothes off, attempted to rape her, couldn't get hard, then beat and strangled her to death. Then he mutilated her body with a stick and his teeth, tearing one nipple off with his teeth, and then kind of loosely covered her body with some leaves. Jesus. And just left her there. Yeah. That's the thing. When he, like, tried to hide the bodies, it was... He did a bad job at that. Yeah. Uh, he then killed a 13-year-old uh, a little bit later, and at that point, he was still kind of resisting the urges, but after that, he stopped. He just established a pattern, luring young girls, prostitutes, or homeless women uh, somewhere, usually the woods, attempting to rape them, not getting hard, then beating, strangling, and stabbing oh them to death, <laughs> just like in a horny murder rage. Not getting rage. hard? Yep. Wait, okay. Wow. Uh, but he came... Well, he would come when okay. he would stab them. Oh, That's what did it. Okay. The murders themselves were an, an analogy to the sexual intercourse this individual was incapable of performing. Uh, they also God. found that his work required him to travel regularly. He killed a lot of people, lured them from bus stations and train stations. Uh, and he did this to 52 women yeah. and children. If I remember him getting that job as a traveling, yeah. like he was wow. a traveling salesman, and that's when his murders yep. really, because I think he did that after the school thing. When he got fired from the school job. Right, for yeah, the he got fired. Yeah. Uh, he got jobs somewhere else. Um, and he was conf- he got arrested for a couple murders, and then he confessed to several of them, 33 initially, and then about 20-something more after the fact. Oh, no. All right, Heather, what's your last well, pick? Uh, well, I, you know, I think I may have saved the best for last. This this yeah. is one sick fuck. Yes, uh, he this, is. I know exactly. He was going to be one of my picks. Oh, I, this yeah. is Albert Fish. So he was a cannibal and a repeat child rapist. Oh, shall I go on? Yeah. It gets so bad. It gets so fucking bad. So he lived from 1870 to 1936, Um, He was a suspect in at least five murders during his lifetime, uh, and he confessed to three murders that police were able to trace to a known homicide. Uh, He was placed on trial for kidnapping and murdering a girl named Grace Budd, and he was later convicted and executed by the electric chair. Um, So he was born in Washington, D.C. His family uh, had a long history of mental illness. Of course. He was placed into an orphanage uh, somewhere around around 1875, and he was frequently abused. He began to enjoy the physical pain that his beatings brought. Oh, come on. Uh, Of his time at the orphanage, uh, Albert Fish remarked, I was there till I was nearly nine, and that's where I got started wrong. We were unmercifully whipped. I saw boys doing many things they should not have done. By 1880, his mother had a government job and was able to remove Fish 
fish from the orphanage. In 1882, at age 12, he began a relationship with a telegraph a telegraph boy. The youth introduced fish to practices such as uh, drinking urine and chorophagia, which yum, is yum, eating yum, yum. feces. Uh, he got caught for murdering Grace Bud, who was uh, she was like a nine year old girl, um, but. I, I honestly, some of the things he did to her are like so disgusting. So he didn't rape her, but he killed her and he could, he lured her into a house and was naked waiting for her. And she like walks in, finds him naked. And she's like crying. And he writes all of this. He wrote a, le- a sick letter to her mother. Yikes. Yeah. Can I, before you read the letter, I no, just have one too long. We yeah. We can't, we, I, I, we can't read the whole no, letter. No, but we he, have to this is, this is, uh, First, I stripped her naked. How did she kick, bite, and scratch? I choked her to death and then cut her into small pieces so I could take my meat to my rooms, cook, and eat it. And then he says, how sweet and tender her little ass was roasted in the oven. It took me nine days to eat her entire body. Now, the thing is, her, <laughs> that's, her and mom then, and then an the, economical meal. <laughs> the other little boy he killed was a three-year-old, uh, a four-year-old named Billy Gaffney. And the, the same thing with him. He... He killed him, cut him up, and uh, ate him. And he yeah. and he was like fascinated with um, the dissection of penises. Like he yeah. saw that mm. in a in a like a science place somewhere, and he did that to the little boy. Really he, creepy. Like, cut up his One penis small detail is that that letter to Grace Bud's mom. Grace Bud was a, Bud's mom was illiterate, illiterate, so she had her son her read son it out had loud to, read to her. It. Oh that, yikes! Isn't that horrible? Yeah, yeah that's creepy. That's, that's so I can't believe how sick he was. He he was sick. That's a good pick. Yeah, but he uh, he got caught and he got what was it electrocuted? Electric chair. Yeah. yeah. That's so, sick. which he was stoked for, by the way. He was real excited for that. Ugh. Now we have to start so cutting sick. some shit. Okay. Uh, who wants to go first? I guess I'll go first since I went first uh, with the picks. I'm going to cut uh, Fritz Harmon just because I don't recognize the name. Like it doesn't stand out mm. as sure. Nadav, who do you want to cut? Uh, I want to cut Edward Wayne Edwards, just because there's a lot of uh, speculation. Nothing really confirmed there. It's pretty insane, though. You haven't watched the documentary, okay. dude. He definitely <laughs> is the Golden State, or is the, the Zodiac Killer. Heather, uh, I want to cut the cut? DC Snipers. Oh, you motherfucker. <laughs> DC snipers were the best. I mean, yeah, but they, you know, they had a short run. Yeah, sorry for <laughs> sorry for trying to get some representation and it, and they, on this list. They weren't like <laughs> slicing people up. I don't know. I like. Okay. Wow. <laughs> wow. Uh, my last cut. I'm gonna cut. Uh, I'm going to cut Pedro Lopez because no one's going to vote for Pedro Lopez. Okay. These, this American audience doesn't know. Right. He's still bad though. Nadav. Just- <laughs> Hold on. Let me see the list again. Uh, I'm going to probably have to go for Smiley Face. Yeah, I can see that. Now, that's a cut that makes sense because uh, who knows if that's even a real killer. Right. Heather, what's the last uh, cut? God, I'm going to have to go with ooh the Carl Panzeram because it's, it's just not. No, it's not as crazy as the other ones. What? <laughs> He There's... killed 10 people with Howard Taft's gun. Carl Panzeram is the okay. craziest one on the yeah. list. All right. So those are our cuts. We are waiting on Mike Volume to tell us who is getting saved. Uh, while we're waiting on that, is there anyone that anyone almost put on their list but didn't? 
There's some there's some big ones missing. The uh the Night Stalker, Richard mm-hmm. Ramirez. Oh god, he's disgusting. There's one he had I... halitosis. Did you know that? That doesn't surprise <laughs> me. Mike Volume <laughs> saves Carl Panzram. He had something uh he had a rationale. I didn't read it though. Uh yeah, that's the thing. Panzram was really smart. Oh the 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 Starting a comment Nadav's referring to, Mike Volume says, I'll go with Panzram. Apparently that whole thing with him trying to start a war between the U.S. and the U.K. could have actually worked. Mm. Yeah, it's too bad it didn't. Right? It could have been fun. He could have started World War II and been the most <laughs> important man in the 20th century. Uh, so who are some others that you almost picked but um, didn't? So not honestly an almost pick. I just want to give an honorable mention to Catherine Knight. She was Australian, killed her husband, and served his flesh to her children oh, no. for dinner. Oh, no. Is Eileen Warnos too mainstream? Is that why she didn't make the list? Also, how many people did she kill? I like think about 10 or 11? Six? 10, or, 10 11. or 11? I thought it was, it was a lot. Six, yeah. But yeah, she killed quite know. a few people. Uh, Wee Gaskins also. Which one is that? Him. That sounds familiar. He was like... This weird little guy that shot a bunch of people. The thing about him is it's hard to corroborate a lot of what he said he did with what he did because he oh. liked to talk himself up. But he definitely killed he was a lot crazy. of people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. The poll is almost up. Give me one second. And all right. How long should we leave this poll up to let people vote? I ask every week and every week we say three minutes. <laughs> so we are the poll is up now. I will leave a link to it in the comments on YouTube. There it is. And so go out, vote now. You have three minutes as soon as the internet loads this fucking clock. Starting now. Uh who else did I almost put on the list? Uh Ted Bundy would have been a good yeah. pick. The Green River Killer. I had Henry Lee Lucas for a little bit. Yeah, I saw you printed his stuff. No, out. I did, but I then I got confused because I never mind. <laughs> I no, I, it was hard to keep track of five different. Never mind. I used the printing at my office. I almost so. picked the BTK killer just because the oh way, the way he got Bind caught torture kill the way he got caught was just so charming. Mm. Where How he, did he get caught? He reached out to the police. He had been sending them letters. Oh, and he finally oh, reached right. out to the police and was like, "Hey, if I just put this on a floppy disk and send it to you, can you trace it?" And they were like, "No." <laughs> and he was like, "Cool, I trust you, police." And sent them a floppy disk, and they oh, immediately no. traced it yep. to the church he worked at and caught him that way. What a fucking idiot! That's the only wow. reason he wasn't on my list because in terms of murders and just the brutality of the murders he was way the fuck up he killed uh, prostitutes right um, no no he would break in and the kill the green river killer yeah the green I river mean, killer would kill prostitutes i think ted bundy helped catch the green river killer whoa because there was some, no there was someone <laughs> that fun. that ted bundy they inter- like because that became a thing back then where they would go interview serial killers and i think it was ted bundy who was like whoever this is is going back and having sex with the corpses so watch for that and they were fucking right this was after he was in prison that's what you're saying what at ted bundy you mean he was helped he was yeah they went to him in prison when he was in yeah no they did (laughs) yes they went and interviewed him in prison have you seen mind no 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 no. i thought you were saying that he was talking to the police and they didn't they had no idea oh no no no, no, no. who he was or anything Mm. like that no they yeah they talked to him in prison let's refresh and see who's in the early lead it looks like Uh uh-oh hh holmes is fucking running away with it wow 
We need to see if that Leonardo DiCaprio movie is happening. And then, uh, is it Albert? Yeah, Albert Fish second, Andre Chikatilo third so far, and the Golden State Killer and Jack the Ripper tied for last. We have 30 seconds left. This is a very traditional audience. Yeah. They like the classics. Bunch of fucking old I motherfuckers. Picked, uh, <laughs> the picked... classics are interesting, though. You know? The Golden they State really Killer should be higher on the list. I like the ones that don't involve guns. You know, I like the uh, the slicing and the... Um... I'm, I'm honestly sad that Richard <laughs> that Chase so only has two, because that guy was fucking nuts if we talk about craziest. Yeah, but mm. it, it's also a name that's not that familiar. All right. So we are going to refresh, and by that I mean we just did, and our winner with 20 fucking votes, H.H. Wow. H. Holmes, Damn. in second, I believe, Albert Fish, Yep. in third, Andre Chikatilo, and in fourth and fifth. Oh, we have a tie. Yeah, there's a three-way tie. Jack the Ripper, James Joseph D'Angelo, and Carl Panzram. Mm. No love for uh, the, the Grim Sleeper. Leonard Lake and Charles Ng, you really got to watch a lot of true crime to know about them. <laughs> Elizabeth Bathory. Yeah. I'm just trying to let the people know. Uh, yeah. I you mean, you got to know about these guys. It's the whole thing where we just want you to, you know, get step outside your bubble. Go get into yeah. some serial killers that everyone else isn't into. That's all. Trying to trying to trying to shake it up. I'm just trying to in be your a life. serial killer that's hipster all. here. Mm. So that's our episode. I guess you win the trophy. Oh, wow. Oh my god! Fucking I take it! it. I, I haven't won anything it. in a long time. Well, that Proud changes tonight. I lost a roast battle last week. Well, you won. <laughs> you won this. You won this murder battle this week. Uh, so this was a fun episode. We should. Uh, what do we have to plug before we get out of here? Patreon.com/slash/unpops. Five dollars a month, you get a whole bunch of bonus shit. We're gonna be making a bunch, a bunch of changes to the Patreon over the weekend. So look out for that. There'll be some new reward levels. And things of the like. Pretty Scary will be back this week, I believe. So lots of things on the horizon. Uh, Heather, what do you got to plug? Uh, follow me on Instagram or Twitter. Preferably Instagram, you know. Uh, I post all of my show stuff on there. I'm at Fixed Air Heather on both platforms. So find me on there. Or my website, which has all of my shows coming up on RullyMurly.com. I'm going to be in New York for a week coming oh, fun. soon. Yeah. yeah. Ooh. Sorry, not bragging. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's cool. New York is fun. Nadav, what uh, do you got to plug? Just follow me on Instagram at Nadav underscore is underscore silly. And uh, yeah, I'll post my shit there. Do it. Post yeah. your shit there. All right, let's get the fuck out of here. Nadav, say goodbye. Bye-bye. Heather, say goodbye. Bye. Goodbye, everybody. We love you. <laughs>